Hello, everybody. Once again, welcome back to The Pinch Point, where we funnel down all of the week's happenings in the world of mostly just poaching and people getting shot with arrows. It's pretty much what we talk about, I'm pretty sure, or deer baiting. Some guy last week, so was it last week we talked about the deer baiting issue? And I was like, yeah, and I was like, I don't really care for deer baiting. They could just outlaw it for all I care. Uh, Some guy was like so upset about my opinion that he sent a text message to the office phone number. I don't know if he thought it was like me directly, but like somehow he got the office line, like the main Rhino group line and sent a text message, which goes to Janice's email (laughs) and then Janice forwarded to me. And it was like this big, long ranting text message about like what a hypocrite I am. And, and, uh, because I hunt over food plots, which if you ever watch any of my hunts, I never kill anything in a food plot, maybe a doe here and there. I've never killed a buck in a food plot in my life. That's how terrible of a food plot hunter I am. But apparently food plots are the same as corn piles in a lot of people's minds, which I've always found interesting. Basically, so, you had this discussion like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah but I mean, the, the, the moral of the story is the guy was like so mad that he was like, leaving a comment on the YouTube video isn't enough. This needs to get through. I'm sending a text to, to a random office phone number <laughs> that I think might end up in Justin's inbox. And it did, so... Congratulations. I got the message loud and clear. I'm a hypocrite. Thank you. Uh, so let's talk deer hunting stuff this week. We haven't, we've, we've covered so much news lately, mostly tragic and terrible things that we're going to go through a couple articles I found that made me happy. But then also at the same time, I was like, I've been saying this for years. I feel like my idea was stolen. Although it's not even my idea. Are any ideas really anyone's ideas anymore? Like everyone's got the same ideas. Yeah, everything is just like things you've absorbed in your life and influenced you, and it's somebody else's idea originally. Well, fair enough. Let's talk about our first. I think both these articles are Tony Peterson articles, aren't they? Let me scroll back here. Yeah, dude, Tony's on a roll. Tony, I've never even talked to this dude. I feel like we are kindred spirits because a lot of what he writes is what's going on in my head. And I was like, if I wasn't so lazy, I would probably write this. So the first one is why whitetail hunters shouldn't take frontal shots as seen on the Meat Eater website. Uh, so he he goes through this whole, uh, what I enjoy about Tony's writings is, again, I feel like it's something I, I wrote. There's a little bit of sarcasm, maybe a medium sprinkling of sarcasm in his, his articles, which makes me smile, makes my little poor shriveled black heart maybe a little less black and a little less shriveled at the time. So, uh, you know, he talks about how hunting, things in hunting are cyclical, like what used to be cool, like goes out of style and now it's back again. Kind of like flare jeans. Did you know flare jeans are back, guys? My wife and my daughter told me this. I know that mom jeans are back or were back for a moment there. Are they? I don't know if mom jeans are still a thing. Mom jeans are horribly ugly, by the way. I preferred other jeans for women to wear, but apparently like, so we went, I remember when I was younger, like high school through college, big into old Navy, like carpenter pants. They were very wide legged at the time. Then we got into boot cut was the thing, right? Everybody was wearing boot cut jeans. It's back in uh, the days of the bedazzled jeans. Back when I had my buckle card and they would give me my little clicks on my buckle card every time I spent like $80 on a stupid pair of jeans at the buckle, click, 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 click. And then once you filled up your little loyalty card, you'd get like $10 off or some crap. So those were, uh, those were like the, the boot cut, but then that went out of style and then it was skinny jeans, which I never really adhered to. 
I can do straight leg. I can't do slim fit. Fat people don't do slim fit anything. So I avoided the skinny jean thing, but now apparently the boot cut is coming back. So again, cyclical. So I see all these kids wearing like the retro camo, like the old school, like duck hunting camo from the eighties that my dad and his buddies used to wear is like cool all of a sudden again. It's funny how things kind of come back around, right? So he's talking about frontal shots and why you shouldn't take them. Number one, he says deer are not elk. Well, yes, we get that. We see a lot of frontal shots on elk and he goes over like why you would take a frontal shot on an elk and not a deer. The number one thing, because an elk is ginormous, way bigger target. You're usually hunting them from the ground anyways, whereas most whitetail hunting is happening in a tree. Completely different animal, completely different scenario. Okay. Number two, why make it any harder than you have to? Um, it basically just says wait for a, a better shot. Again, smaller, smaller target. Uh, but the number three thing, and this is the one that I've been saying and shouting from the digital mountaintops for a long time. And I'm just going to read Tony's article here. Let's say you're sitting at home reading this and you're thinking, well, this writer doesn't know what he's talking about. I just saw a compilation video of frontal shots on YouTube where a dozen bucks died within sight, which by the way, he linked to the compilation of frontal shots and it does exist. The thing about frontal shots is, yes, they can work. You can kill a deer with a headshot or the Texas heart shot straight up their ass too. But both of those are irresponsible. See, that's why I like Tony. You're also never going to see a video of a frontal shot that didn't work because no one in their right mind would release it. Instead, you're watching a curated highlight reel of the ones that went well. This is what, that's literally like, I feel like I've said this multiple times on podcasts and this is the whole heavy, heavy arrow frontal shot thing, right? So I see this a lot when I watch these guys take quartering two shots or head-on shots. They make a perfect shot. It goes right where it needs to go. They slip it in front of the front shoulder, headed back, and they're like, man, I, I couldn't have killed this deer without this XYZ you know, heavy arrow setup because those are typically the guys, the advocates for the heavy arrows are the ones taking the frontal or quartering shots. And then they say how their arrow helped them. But in every single one of those cases, they made a perfect shot. It wasn't the arrow setup that actually did the work. It was their shot placement. You could have made that exact same shot with a 450 grain arrow with a mechanical broadhead on the front of it and had the same outcome. They impacted no large bones, no shoulders. The hit was perfect. It went right in, heart, lungs, the whole deal, and they killed the animal. Yet they're like, oh man, my arrow did, did all the work. But I promise you, there are probably more people out there that have taken that shot and not been successful with it than there are people that have been successful with it. The problem is you just don't hear about it, which is what Tony says. Nobody's like running to their Instagram or their Facebook or their TikTok and being like, man, I took a frontal shot on this buck because I saw it on a YouTube video and, you know, I hit him in the shoulder or hit him in the brisket and never found him. Like that's, they're just kind of like sweeping it under the rug, pretending this didn't happen. Right. So to Tony's point, I feel like we have this curated list of highlights, highlight reel shots where it went right and we have none of the stuff that went wrong. So kudos to Tony for that article. Uh, the next one that he wrote that uh, I also enjoyed, which came out the very next day or the day before, he was like two days, just bang, bang. October 2nd, October 3rd. He's just coming out swinging first week of the season. Like a Michael Jackson album. <laughs> Why most whitetail hunters never kill mature bucks. Uh, 
Some people say mature. Some people say mature. Some people are wrong. People are right. Which one is right? I always said mature, like with a C H. Mature. Mature. Mature, I guess. Mature seems strange. I feel like if you say it with a French accent, it's right. I feel like when I'm watching like a jury video, the jury say mature. I don't know. I could be completely wrong, but I just feel like that's who says mature, mature, a mature buck. Uh, So he goes through a couple reasons why people don't kill mature bucks. Number one, discipline is everything. Basically says you got to work for it. 100% 100% guilty of not doing that. <laughs> That's me. He uh, he writes this like article about like, hey, that time that you were going to like go out scouting, but you decided to do something else, like you could have been one step closer to killing a buck. That time when you decided to go fishing instead of like going to do preseason stuff, like you could have been one step closer. I'm like, yeah, guilty. Guilty is charged. Yep. Didn't do that. Food plots. What are those? Didn't plan anything. Yeah. Didn't hang that stand. Didn't trim that stand. Whoopsie daisy. So number one, apparently you got to work harder if you want to be successful at things. All right. Number two, I did enjoy this one. He says, your spot is better than you think. This is another one that I've been guilty of. I've been guilty of just saying like my spots suck. I don't have good hunting spots. That's why I don't kill anything. It's really easy to say because people have a hard time kind of proving you wrong. Just Just my spot sucks. And basically what he says is like, if your spot sucks that bad, number one, just go find a new spot which isn't, again, easy to do. Back to point number one, you got to work if you really want to have that success. Number two, your, your spot probably isn't as bad as you think it is. There's usually a deer worth shooting on just about every piece of property out there. It may not be a 200, but there's going to be some sort of mature buck somewhere on your property, even if it's only a 120, right? There's going to be one around You got to work with what you've got, he basically says. The last one, and this is, again, he saves the best point for last because this is the one I've been echoing for many years. Think of them as just animals. When we assign too much mysticism to them, we give ourselves an out. If you think big bucks are all nocturnal and they all possess a sixth sense for detecting hunters, you won't hunt them as hard as you should. Think of them as just another animal. They need to eat, drink, lay down sign, walk here and there, and generally live within the confines of a square mile. By understanding that, you realize what's important is figuring out how to get close to them. You have to find their sign, their tracks, or their trail, figure out where to leave a camera so you can get clued into their staging areas, et cetera, et cetera. But basically what he's saying is they're just animals, like any other animal, like any other deer. Sometimes I think we give deer too much credit for like how intelligent they may be, or we believe that deer can like reason and connect dots between different things and that deer think the way that we think as humans, but they don't because if they did, we would never kill them. The reality is they're just deer. They're slaves to their stomach and their wieners. And that's what we need to use to kill them. So there you go. Good job, Tony. Those are some good articles. Jay-Z pinch point approved. Moving on, moving on. Oh, this is, this is a good one. This is on the LA times, a fine Fine. What do you call it? A periodical? It's not really a periodical, is it? A media outlet? What would you call it? They've expanded beyond being a periodical. Well, the article says, desperate to rid Catalina of invasive deer, officials propose a bold helicopter hunt. So uh, the Catalina Islands, guys. Catalina wine mixer? Home of the Catalina wine mixer, made famous by the Catalina wine mixer. They have a problem with invasive animals on these islands. 
So there used to be like goats and bison and all sorts of like crazy exotics that people brought out there many years ago. I read a story about this one time, like famous rich people brought these things to the islands and they're just running amok. Well, now they've got a problem with too many deer on these islands. So they basically want to go in with hella, hella choppers and they want to shoot 2,000 deer off the Catalina Islands, wow. dude. Would that be a badass thing to do? Like if you were the guy that was lucky enough to like, Paul, you're the guy that's getting in the helicopter. <laughs> we're going to go shoot some deer, dude. We got a clear room because the Catalina wine mixer is happening soon <laughs> and we can't have this. So the Catalina Island Conservancy, a nonprofit that manages 90% of the island, uh, is mandated to return the island to its natural state, says that mass culling is necessary to protect Catalina's native plants and grasses, which have been devastated by herds of foraging deer. Uh, so there you go. Apparently they are just decimating the Catalina Islands and they need to be whacked out of helicopters. I mean, what do you think the population of deer is on the Catalina Islands? 2,000. Exactly. <laughs> you just want to kill all of them. I don't know. Uh, I mean, the, the island is only 76 square miles. I mean, that's fairly big. Yeah, it's a pretty large island. It's like 20 miles off the coast or something like that. How do you get there? You got to take a boat, I assume. Boat, helicopter. helicopter. Rich rich people. It was helicopters, right? Wasn't that what they were in the movies? They were like taking helicopters out there. I mean, they've got a huge uh, got a huge dock or a huge port. Port. port, port. That's, the word. that's probably like rich people that take their yachts out there. Oh, Conor, 1, Conor McGregor's showing up in his Lambo yacht. 1,000%. To the Catalina yachts, wine mixer. Uh, deer have become such a common sight on the island that visitors routinely feed them. At Avalon Harbor, they toss ice cream, french fries, hot dogs, and candy at the animals as they walk onto the beach. Who's tossing ice cream at a deer? Like, unless the deer's catching it in the air, it's going to fall on the ground. It's going to get all full of dirt, sand. That's just not the best thing to toss to an animal. But I bet they love it. Who doesn't love ice cream? It's so good. So, oh, what is this? A oh, bison. They're, they're mule deer. Yeah, they're muleys. I didn't know that. I wasn't yeah. sure if they were like blacktails or... They used to have 350 bison on the island. Now there's only a 90 or so. So, yeah. Anyways, they want to kill all the deer off the Catalina Islands. So there we go. All right. Let's jump from, I don't know, that wasn't like super happy news to like some really sad, depressing news, shall we? Talk about sad and depressing things. This one... This is like last week, dude. It hits home. Uh, Columbiana County boy 12 killed with crossbow in hunting incident. A uh, 12-year-old boy was fatally shot with a crossbow while hunting for deer earlier this week in Highland Wildlife Area in Columbiana County, which I think is Ohio. Yeah, this is out of Canton, Ohio. Ethan J. Barker, Madison Township, pronounced dead at 10.15 a.m. on Sunday at the hospital. Um the DNR issued a statement, said its wildlife officers responded to the report of a hunting incident. Boy had been on an outing with two other juveniles and an adult while hunting deer. Agency is still investigating what happened and how the boy was shot with the arrow. Freaking terrible, dude. Like, that, my oldest kid's 11 and a half. So, I mean, that's like my kid, like, getting shot with an arrow. That's just it's something just out of a nightmare. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he was like out on his own. That's the, you know, not that there's a problem with crossbows in general, but I guess the problem with a crossbow is it is 
more similar to a firearm in that once it's cocked and loaded, like it's ready to go. Whereas like you give a kid a compound, there's a lot less likelihood of like something bad happening with it. Like he has to physically draw it back. But I mean, somebody accidentally bumps a, bumps a trigger. I mean, I don't know if, if he shot himself or one of the other juveniles that he was with, how old they were, if they shot him on accident or exactly what happened, but freaking terrible, dude. It's like our second kid in, in two weeks. Let's hope it's our last report of a kid getting shot or struck by lightning for that matter. So terrible, terrible stuff. Be safe out there. Try to train your kids as best as possible. You know, it's crazy. It's just, they just, I see my own kids when we're out like in the backyard, like practicing with the crossbow, how like I've tried to instill in them, like never walk in front of the bow or gun or whatever it is, even if the, if it's not loaded. Like I remember as a kid, like that was a thing, like never be in front of the barrel of that gun ever. It doesn't matter if it's unloaded or not. Like it's just the habit of getting into like weapon. Don't be in front of it. Right. Always, always assume it's loaded. Even always if you know assume it's-, it's loaded. Always make sure the safety's on. Like don't, you know, point it at anything you're not willing to destroy like there's all sorts of things to teach them but obviously shit happens sometimes so uh, let's move on to a little bit more of a happy story shall we this is a very interestingly written story so you guys have probably seen this there was a giant i guess you would call it would you call it a is it a cactus buck no i guess it's just an antler doe have you seen this an 18 point antler doe shot in in missouri yeah yeah. so it's a cool story guy goes out you know shoots this antler doe i think it ends up scoring like 160 or something like that but uh the the news article is on foxweather.com which i don't know i don't know why i don't even know what that is but i don't know i had to post it somewhere i guess no idea but so here's the headline right and you could again this is one of the ones that's like written by somebody who clearly is not a hunter the whole story is just there's a lot of pieces that kind of don't i mean they make sense but you again you could just tell it's not written by a hunter 18 point doe stuns missouri bow hunter after he bags possible record-setting deer bags Bags, we talked he he bagged it he bagged it but the sub headline if you want to call it that reads this the non-sport hunter which I don't know, understand what that is. What is a non-sport hunter? The non-sport hunter shot an 18-point antler doe Tuesday with a crossbow in Barry County after waiting for more than three hours <whistles> in 80-degree weather. He waited three hours, guys. Whew, worked hard for that one. Uh, so this is in Shell Knob, Missouri. Kelly Moore waited his entire life for this unique opportunity to harvest a potentially world record. World record antler doe? Do they keep records for that? I suppose I, they might. I wouldn't be surprised. I think there's like a world record for anything. Like if you narrow it down far enough, like I could say like, I have the world record buck shot on camera on an October afternoon in the rain with this type of broadhead in this bow. World record. It's like listening to baseball stats. They always pull out the most ridiculous stats. Yeah. So the first player to do something. You're like, who keeps track of that? Yeah. The first player to hit you know, XYZ batting average in the first 47 games when he's under the age of 23 and he began playing baseball, not until high school. As a third baseman. <laughs> right. It's like, what? It's like, yay, good, good for him. Uh, so again, the non-sport hunter. So I feel like they're kind of going out of their way to try to say like this guy was, is like, maybe they're trying to say he's a meat hunter. That's what I was thinking. And then he's like, he's not hunting for sport. Right. Right. Like, 
gotta gotta paint him in this light where it's like, well, he's not really a trophy hunter because that's gonna make people mad. But later in the article, they literally go uh, give quotes from him saying how he was specifically after this big buck that he had on his trail camera. It's like, well, I mean, that again, not there's anything wrong with that. We're all doing the same thing. Um, I really didn't expect this. This is a strange quote. I really didn't expect ever to see a deer of that caliber come to me stinking like a fat pig in that blind. It's an interesting oh, he's sentence. Talking about he's talking about himself. Oh, okay. I had to read it like two or three times. I thought he was like, talking about the deer. The deer's stinking like, no, he's stinking like a pig in the blind. He said with a laugh while recalling his first outing of the season, quite a few other deer passed by more that evening, some as large as eight point, but he decided he would wait until a bigger one showed up. So literally like contradicting this whole non-sport thing. So he had some deer come by. He passed maybe an eight-pointer, but he was waiting for this one. Uh, so this fellow was born in Kansas City, blah, blah, blah. Uh, talks about growing up hunting. Uh, here's what he says about the hunt. I never go out that early because of the heat and how fast you have to be on top of recovering and processing it because it'll spoil so much faster, said Moore, adding that he usually waits until the leaves fall and it's cold. However, this deer prompted him to go out early. Um, I told myself when I went out there that I'm not going to shoot anything unless it's special because of the heat of the day. I can appreciate that. When it's hot, you're like, dude, I ain't, I ain't working hard for a doe or a little buck. It's, it's big buck or bust. Totally get it. Um, I have other places that I go, but this is my number one spot that I usually use. It's been consistent over the last few years, me getting a nice rack out of it. They determined that there's a one in 10,000 chance of shooting an antler doe. I wonder where that statistic came from. Somebody keeps those somewhere. I would think all the check stations, you know, they might have kept track of antler does. So maybe that's where they're pulling the number. So I, this, this, this is the paragraph that gets me where I start. I was reading and I was like, I'm following along. Okay. Okay. And I got to this paragraph and I was like, huh? Moore said he had no clue at the time that it was a doe and became quite disappointed when he found out what he had shot. He said he felt like he had taken an elusive buck that had managed to hide from hunters for years, not a freak of nature. Like, is he mad? Like, he, it sounds, sounds like, like he's it. disappointed. Like, I thought this thing was a buck and it's a doe. It's just a freak of nature. You stupid freak deer. I don't even want you. I Nobody think that likes would be you, like Joe one of the Dirt. coolest things on the planet. Yeah, I know. After doing some research on it and finding out what it is, it's just something that had too much testosterone in it. I know the feeling. <laughs> Moore was also surprised to learn that this particular type of doe typically does not shed its antlers or velvet. They don't do all the things a buck does. So fitting that this happened in 2023, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the deer uh, are up with the times. Uh, so he contacted the Missouri Department of Conservation after hunting the deer for sustenance, not sport. See, again, that doesn't make any sense. He literally says he passed a bunch of deer waiting for this one because and then, and then it says he has it on his trail camera. Antlers but it's are... like they just keep going out of their way to be like, put that in there that he wasn't hunting it for sport. Antlers are delicious, sir. You've never had antlers? Before? Velvet antlers are delicious. They give you good boners, Paul. That's why people <laughs> do that. They're better than rhino horns, I hear. Uh I don't know why he says this. I think we're going to see a lot more of them in the future, meaning antler does, than we have in recent years. But it's not totally unheard of, but definitely not uncommon. So weird. 
uh, at this point, they can't do an, the state can't do an official score on it, which the state doesn't officially score anything. Again, doesn't make much sense. Uh, they have to preserve the antlers for 60 days. It's definitely a record. I don't know that it's going to be number one. A friend of mine came over and got a rough score on it of 157 and 7 eighths and believes that's going to be like the third largest in the world. I'm assuming third largest antler doe, maybe. I mean, congrats to the hunter. It's a freaking cool deer. It's like a once in a lifetime thing. Very strange article (laughs) that I just didn't understand. Doesn't a rector think, doesn't he think he has one running around? Uh, Maybe. Yeah. It seems to ring a bell. Yeah. Potentially. I don't know. It's nothing like that size, but he keeps talking. This is like the second year I've heard him talk about it. Too much testosterone. (laughs) I'm waiting for him to shoot it. That'll do it. That'll do it. It's like those chick MMA fighters. All right. Let's let's talk about people getting shot with arrows, shall we? Because, I mean, hey, recurring topic. We need to come up with little, like, segment names for these. Like, in, in this week's getting shot with an arrow, we're going to talk about some dude in Kansas that was out practicing for archery season missed his target, flung an arrow somewhere onto a playground at a school and hit a kid. Oh. Here we go. McPherson, Kansas. A first grade student is recovering after being struck by a stray arrow while on the playground at Roosevelt Elementary School. Uh, The school superintendent said a man was practicing with a bow and arrow when the arrow went wide, striking the seven-year-old in the arm. It came from about a half a block away. So apparently this fella, I forget his name here. There's a picture of him. Uh, The student was rushed to the nurse's office. Emergency crews called. Students were moved into the building. Uh, Yada, yada, yada. Guy took full responsibility. They don't really give his name, though. Police arrested the man and booked him into the McPherson County Jail for aggravated battery, aggravated child endangerment. Bond is set at $12,500. So... Seriously? Like, seriously? seriously? He must have had that bow. At he was probably trying to up. switch from a index finger to a thumb trigger. <laughs> and he <laughs> should have been doing it earlier during the summer when the kids weren't in school. But seriously, like, if you got a school by your house and the kids are out on recess, probably not the best idea to be target practicing. Right? Um, I mean, just just throwing it out there. He must not have had a broadhead on the arrow, no, I'm I assuming. I certainly would hope not. Sounds like the kid got shot in the arm. Kid's going to be all right. Cool story for the kid, I guess, if he's fine. <laughs> you think so? Like, like, grow up and be like, remember that time in first grade when, when you got shot with an no, arrow? But like, at least until third grade, he's going to be one of the cool kids for sure. Oh, uh, it was a girl. So probably not as cool. Not as cool. Uh, why is it cooler? For, I guess it is much cooler for a guy. Yeah, I don't know. Something. Guys like that, like war story type stuff. Like, oh, especially bro, if you check have out cool, my, cool check scar. Out my scar. Yeah. yeah, not so, not so cool for. I, for I just had the image of them uh, from Grown Ups when they play arrow roulette and they shoot it up <laughs> in the air and it lands in uh, Rob Schneider's foot. This is a really underrated movie, in <laughs> my opinion. <laughs> it's a great movie. It's a fine movie. All right, so we got another person getting shot with an arrow. This time, I think intentionally, as far as I can tell. It's a strange story. I can't get all the details. It sounds like there were two friends potentially fighting, chasing each other with knives. But then the one guy shot the other guy with a bow in the ch- with an arrow, I should say, and hit him in the chest. 
Oh. Obviously didn't kill him, but then he got arrested. But his friend was like, oh, no, it was an accident. I just, it's such a weird story. Uh, so here we go. Alcohol? Um, I believe this was Ohio as well. The case of a, I don't know how to say this, Mass- Massillon man accused of stabbing a Carroll County teenager was uh, handed over to the grand jury. Michael Geckler, he uh, observed his 20th birthday, the date of his hearing, stabbed. It says that he stabbed, but he shot him with an arrow. Stabbed the 17-year-old teen and shot him with an arrow. So maybe he did both. Um, He was charged with felonious assault. Felonious assault. And is being held in the county jail on a $250,000 cash or surety bond. Seems like a lot. He appeared for the hearing via video conference from jail. Uh, He testified. So this guy testified. He was dispatched uh, September 30th at 6.40 p.m. for a 17-year-old that was shot with an arrow. Upon arrival, he was told by the teen's father that he didn't know what happened. A relative of Geckler, who's the guy who got arrested, was present at the scene, told the deputy that he heard the two boys, and I quote, hooting and hollering. (laughs) He used that term. (laughs) I heard him hooting and hollering. So, I mean, let's just face it. What type of person is using that language, right? You're probably out in rural America, I'm going to say. Yeah. 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 Hooting and hollering. Like you're using that in your official statement to the police. Uh, And when he came around the shed, they were rolling around in the grass. Uh, He also told the police he saw the two boys running with knives in their hands and one of them running to the back door of the house. Uh, Ambulance was already on the scene. Deputies spoke with the medic attending to the injured teen inside the ambulance. Police testified the medic asked the teen, who did this to you? The teen replied, my friend, it was accidental. Uh, According to his testimony, the teenager later told him he went nuts. Uh, When he asked if it was Mikey, he said yes. Two knives were recovered from the scene, along with two compound bows, four arrows, three whole and one partial. Uh, yeah, so I, I just can't. I don't understand what they were doing. It sounds like a fun Friday night. Like it's just they were hooting and hollering and <laughs> running around and trying to stab each other and shoot each other with bows. Like boys will be boys. <laughs> I, oh, I guess gosh. so. But I mean, if that's what they were doing, then why is the kid in jail on like a two hundred fifty thousand dollar bond or whatever it is? Maybe he fessed up to being like he. There were two friends who got into a fight. Uh, This article says, the incident is not believed to be related to the current hunting season. Well, good. Where they're fighting over who was going to hunt in which stand. (laughs) They're in Ohio, so they're fighting over which corn pile they were going to hunt. Zing. All right. Uh, In other news of things getting shot with arrows that shouldn't be, uh, somebody shot a cow, a calf, on a farm in Montana with oh. an arrow and they found the calf still alive. Uh, didn't get very good penetration from the picture that I've seen. Looks like maybe a liver shot. So I'm not sure if the calf lived or not because it's still alive in this photo. It's just got an arrow hanging out of its side. The weird thing is like the arrow doesn't have any fletchings or a knock. It's just like a black arrow shaft kind of sticking in the side of the, the calf. So the police are looking for the person that, that did this. So if anybody has any uh, information, any of our pinch point listeners out there, Missoula, Montana, Powell County Sheriff's deputies are seeking information on an incident in the Elliston area where a black calf was shot with an arrow. Why does it matter what color it is? We're not supposed to see color anymore. 
Don't people know this? The undersheriff. What's the undersheriff? The guy under the sheriff? Wouldn't that be like a deputy? Isn't that? What's the difference between a deputy and an undersheriff? I don't know. I've never even heard of this undersheriff. But the undersheriff responded on Thursday with the owner of the cattle. Of the cattle. Is cattle singular? You can have one cattle? See, we're not farmers. This is this is what happens, guys. We're too detached. I mean, I, we're a bunch of suburbanite scumbags. We don't even know. Go ahead, Brando. It's an undersheriff. The undersheriff is a deputy. A deputy sheriff. Hmm. So it's the same thing. They're synonymous, you would say. I know what that means, but I don't know what the proper use of the word <laughs> cattle is. Cattle. I mean, I think you can be a deputy, but not a sheriff deputy i think he's a deputy sheriff because he can be like just a regular police deputy right or no i don't know <laughs> google will know i don't know but why did somebody shoot this poor cow let's face it anybody that bow hunts that's hunted on a farm with cattle on it has at some point thought about shooting one of those cows <laughs> right you may have never done it Right, Paul. I, I've never hunted a farm with cattle on it. To be have honest, have you ever thought you. about shooting a cow? Like, what would happen? No. Or that, like, hey, I could go for some good steaks. I could just shoot this cow and butcher it, and I think of all the meat I would get. No, honestly, that thought has never crossed my mind. Oh well, maybe I'm the weirdo. <laughs> I've maybe seen I need it. In, to go I've to seen it in videos where people are like, "Oh, here comes this cow," and I'm just like, "Yeah." I've hunted work. on some farms that have cattle on them before, and like you're like. In my tree stand, there's a bunch of cattle walking by, and I'm like, oh, man, I'd love to shoot one of these things. Well, Just because was, I want some meat. Like, <laughs> you get a lot of meat out of one of those damn things. Well, I think it was Millard last year had a video, and he had two calves under his tree after he was he was hunting one morning. But he didn't he had, shoot him? No, he didn't. Of course uh, he didn't shoot him. Well, I'm just making sure <laughs> somebody's out there doing this. All right, our last story of the day really doesn't have anything to do with, with hunting per se, but it's kind of a cool story that was shared on our forum. So there's a high school in Oklahoma, which is kind of seems fitting. Uh, I guess it's Hartshorn, Hartshorn High School, and they have launched a meat processing program at the school. So they got some grants. So apparently uh, during the old COVID lockdowns, when everybody was freaking out, all the meat packing plants were were closed. You guys remember this? They were like, oh my God, all the, the meat processing places are closed. You're not going to be able to get meat. I remember people were like calling and texting like me and other hunters <laughs> like, do you guys have meat? Like you go to the store, there was no meat like in the at the stores or whatever. And um, so apparently they put some, the, the government put some sort of grant program in place where uh, they want to like, I don't know, expand or improve the meat processing, meat packing industry. So the school used some of that money to build essentially a meat processing plant in their school. And now they're offering classes, I would, I guess, kind of like going to tech school to become a mechanic and learn how to become a butcher or how to process meat. So it's pretty cool. What would be really cool is if they turned it into a deer processing place as well as beef. So but I, remember, I think there's something about having to keep the commercial stuff away from the wild game, right? Isn't that like a yeah, whole thing? Yep. I know my high school, we had an agri-science program and the, 
like the head of the ag science program. Her father was like a meat processor or something. So he did like the processing classes where they brought in cattle and showed the students, whoever wanted to, it was totally voluntary, uh, showed. They forced people. Oh, <laughs> no, but they, they showed. their eyes. <laughs> Will you watch this? No, but they, they had classes on how to, you know, process a cow and, and things like that. And I think I asked her, I said, can I bring a deer in here? She's like, no. Like, oh, uh, that was great. I That's what they should perfect. teach. How to process your own deer. There should be classes. So does somebody give a class on this? There's plenty of YouTube videos, but. the When I worked for the state of Connecticut, we did uh, venison processing seminars. So we had, Really? Yep. So we had deer strung up and open to the public. They'd come in and we had three or four professional butchers and they would walk people through, you know, from skinning all the way down to packaging. Have you watched those guys on YouTube? Is it the bearded butchers? Have you seen those guys? I don't think so. I think that's who they're called. Bearded butchers on YouTube. They have like legit, like huge following. Let me, let's see how many subs they got. So how the kids say 2.18 million subs. And they just, they do butchering. They do some really good, like deer, deer butchering videos, but they do cows and all sorts of other stuff as well. Seem like a couple cool dudes and they've got cool beards. I feel like if you got a cool beard, you're like more respected. Do they have to wear like beard nets for when they're butchering? Um, I don't recall them doing beer nets, but, or beard nets, but maybe, I, you know, it's funny. I've watched a bunch of their videos and I don't recall. Actually, it looks like he does have a beard net on. Yeah. But it's like, just makes his beard go from like wild, crazy beard to like, it kind of looks nice and formed with the net on it. So maybe he just wears it all the time. Bearded butchers on YouTube. They're cool. I don't even know what their names are. What do you think their names are? Rick and could be John. (laughs) (laughs) They got a video with Brock Lesnar. Wow. It's got 9 million views. Brock Lesnar, I know if if I ever saw the human, he would he could crush me oh, yeah. with one hand. Yep. But he's got the worst tattoo in the history of tattoos, that horrible thing on his chest. Yeah. That's just <laughs> the lamest tattoo. <laughs> and I know he's like a real like human freak of nature and would absolutely destroy me. And but I still I'm hiding behind this <laughs> microphone right now. It's just the worst tattoo I've ever seen. All right, we got uh Let's see. There was two other things we we're going to free ball and talk about. Okay. So, damn it, Paul. What? What did I do? So last night, what was I doing? I don't even remember what I was doing. I think I was waiting in the parking lot to pick up my kid from football practice. And like usual, I was just mindlessly scrolling through Instagram like a, like a, I don't know, a zombie. <laughs> Going through Instagram. And I saw all these hunting influencers and personalities that are like making videos about this cold front that's coming, right? And I was like, oh my God, I get it. I don't need you, Mr. Random Instagram guy, to tell me that there's a cold. I got got a, a weather app on my phone. In fact, I have multiple of them. I know there's a cold front coming. Yeah, I don't need you to tell me. And they're like, oh, there's an October cold front coming. You better go, honey. No shit. I know this. I don't need all of you people to tell me. And it just made me angry. So I had to make my stupid Instagram post, right? And then son of a bitch. It wasn't me. I don't care, Paul. I'm blaming you. Like an hour later (laughs) or sometime later, I go back on Instagram and I see our account 
which I don't control, <laughs> made a post about the cold front coming. I was like, oh, God. Damn. And then the problem is everybody thinks it's me for some reason. So then I got people messaging me like, you just made a post. And I was like, it's not me. I don't even know what's going on over there. Like, we get it. There's a cold front coming. I get it. I don't need you all to tell me. Winter is coming. The problem, the problem is bigger than just this, like, first cold front of October. The problem is, like, Somebody said this at some point in time, a couple years ago, probably. I feel like this became a thing. And it's like everybody heard, the, I don't know, let's just say Mark Jury said it because Mark Jury kills tons of big deer. And DeerCast is an awesome app and everything they do is great. So he was probably like, yeah, I like hunting that first cold front in October, really gets the deer up on their feet, whatever. And so everybody out there just like grabbed onto that idea and they put it into their their sack of ideas that are other people's ideas. They're not even theirs, right? Oh, I got all these ideas from all these people and put them in my little sack here and I'm going to whip them out every time I need a social media post. You know, hey, we're going to talk about mobile hunting. Hey, bump them and dump them. Hey, we're going to talk about mock scrapes. Hey, there's a cold front coming. It's like, oh my God, it's not even your idea. Most of these people, we don't need everybody out there telling us all this shit, Paul. And now we made the post and it's your fault. I don't care if it was not your fault. Damn it. So by the way, there's a cold front coming, guys. Make sure you get your gear washed. Make sure you're in the woods. Everybody just relax. It's early October. There's no need to burn up all your time off of work and piss off your spouses and every other thing that's going to happen. Just everybody breathe. We know there's a cold front coming. You don't have to remind us. We all have weather apps on our phones. If we can hunt, we will hunt. If we can't, we won't. That's it. Fair enough. I see you back there, Paul. All right. My last rant for the day today. We're starting to get a bunch of new gear released because it's that time of the year. We're getting new bows announced. We got a new bow from Bear Archery. Put out a new bow. PSE just put out a couple new bows. I think they were just their target bows. No hunting stuff, I don't think, yet from them, but but it's happening. The new gear is becoming released. I remember a couple years ago, everybody was coming out with like a quiver or a stabilizer. And I was like, how many more quivers and stabilizers do we need in the world? Like every company was like, we need to also be making this product. Nowadays, I feel like it's broadheads. We there should be a the government should step in and put <laughs> a limit on the number of broadhead companies that there can be in the world. Why are there so many broadhead? Why is like every time I turn around, there's a new broadhead? So they all do the same thing. That's all just a razor blade on the end of an arrow. Just oh my god, do we don't need any more broadheads? And there's like a new broadhead company, and they're like. It's field point accurate. Literally every broadhead. Every broadhead made. You go to their website, look at any of their things. Field point accuracy. What else do they say? Incredibly sharp. Kills deer when you shoot them in the lungs. Literally every Unbelievable blood trails. Yes. Makes great holes. Kills deer. Creates blood loss. Is sharp. Screws into the end of an arrow. We get it. There's just like, there's so many broadhead companies out there. And they all do the same thing. They're like, ah, never revolutionary. 
Never been seen before. New broadheads. Just stop with the broadheads already. Unless it's something that's truly like badass where you're like, holy shit, nobody's ever done this. Which I don't know that you everybody can do that thinks anymore. their ideas like that. You ever had an idea and you're just like, "This is the greatest," and then you just like think my it ideas a bit. are the greatest, Brandon. <laughs> In my head, just, just people steal them before he has time to get them down. I know. Well, no, it's just because I'm too lazy to actually do anything with them. So I need to give these ideas to the world and let the more industrious people go do stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm sensing a new pinch point segment. Jay Z's ideas. Jay-Z's. Everybody steal my ideas and go become successful. With them. So, anyways, if you're thinking about starting a broadhead company, just don't. Do something else. Do something more productive. We've got enough broadheads. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, somebody out there is like got a CAD design of like a fixed blade broadhead, and they're like, this has got a 30 degree bevel that standard uh, big broadhead companies use 27, and my 30 is actually bone splitting power never seen before i'm coming out with this broadhead it's going to be called the bone crusher bone crusher broadheads i don't want to shoot them in the bones i want to shoot them in the soft tissue the guts (laughs) 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 the gut punchers all right i'm done for the today we're getting a little slap happy thank you to everybody as always for tuning in make sure you guys subscribe leave us some i don't know thumbs ups some comments give us some ratings some stars we could go for some stars. We'll take five. Gold, preferably. We'll take four. I, I, if, you're, if you think we're less than a four star, just don't leave us a rating. <laughs> <laughs> Fives and fours only, please, everybody. Uh, but thank you, as always. Make sure you share with your friends, family, coworkers, whomever, your hunting bros. And we'll see you next week right here on The Pinch Point.